Hi there, I'm Rod Fair, pastor of North Douglas Church here in Victoria, British Columbia. And today I'm continuing the series all about Jesus and I'm talking about the end times. You see, we know that the earth is in turmoil of all kinds of different sorts of political turmoil, of physical turmoil. There's all kind of angst almost in every culture across the world. And therefore, I want to explore what Jesus has to say about the end times. First of all, you know, all of the messages in this series that we've been preaching throughout the summer are on our social media pages. You can find them at northdouglaschurch.com, our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or you can find them on podcast as well. And I encourage you that if you have any questions or if you have prayer requests, please send them to prayer at northdouglaschurch.com and we'll be able to respond, get back to you, and we'll certainly lift up your needs in prayer. So today I want to talk about what Jesus has to say about the end times. Now I know that there are lots of teaching in the Bible, prophetic teaching about what happens at the end, specifically in the book of Revelation and the interpretation of all of these things. But I want to specifically look at what Jesus had to say about the end times. You know, we know that there is nothing like a pandemic that we've been living through uh, lasting for over a year to cause all of these questions to come up and rise in our in our life saying, you know, is this the the end? Is this the the time when things are changing? Um, There's all kinds of of problems in the world. There's physical disasters that have happened, earthquakes, and there have been all kinds of things about the pandemic itself, this uh, disease, this virus that's spreading around the world, and people are, are concerned. They're confused about what should come next, or what about our political leaders, and all of the kinds of changes that are happening within our cultural structure. These things are, uh, they've caused a lot of craziness, and people have just wondered, when is the craziness going to stop, or will it stop, or is everything just changing? And those are the questions really people are asking about uh, the end times. Is this it? Are we expecting the return of Jesus? What is going to happen next? And so I know that the earth is in a mess and that we feel like there is all kinds of confusion. And I want you to know that God is present and able to guide us through these times. And uh, Jesus expected his followers to endure, to live through some some sorts of of difficulty before he returns and then when he does return and the things change. And so in order to prepare his followers, he spoke about the end times. And I want you to be confident about what is going to happen when Jesus returns and the kingdom of God is revealed. So the main point of my message today is this. The Christian hope for the earth rests in the assurance that Jesus will return in a second coming to bring about the kingdom of God in all its fullness. Keep watch. Of course, the term the end times does not mean a literal end to everything. It really is a phrase that's referring to the end of things as we know it. There's a, it's a time of change, that it's the end of an era. It's the end of a season of the way that we have been living and a change to something new. And of course, that can be very uh, difficult for people to navigate that kind of change. And and so because of the all of the angst in our culture and society, many people are saying, is this the end times? Is this the time when Jesus will bring about 
uh, his return and a, and a bringing in of his kingdom. You know, this came about, this discussion, with Jesus and his disciples about the end times because Jesus talked about the destruction of the temple. That in Jerusalem, when they were teaching and uh, the disciples were calling attention to this great temple, and all of a sudden, they, Jesus was talking about how it wouldn't stay that way. It was going to change. And that caused a great discussion to go on about the end times. Now, I'm going to start from a piece of scripture that kind of summarizes Jesus' teaching about uh, these things uh, from Luke chapter 21. And like I said, it's a summary, and then we'll go into the three different areas that I want to share this morning. So Luke chapter 21, starting at verse 25, says this. Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror and apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Now, just in that summary, as well as the teachings uh, that Jesus was sharing with his disciples, he basically shares three things. The first being that there are signs of the end, that there are, will be signs of those end times that change over time, that there will be a second coming. Jesus promised that he would return. And the third thing was that his followers, Jesus expected to be watchful, that Jesus teaches that People should keep watch. And so we're going to talk about those three things today as we expect this changeover in the end times. And this is what Jesus talked about. So the first of all, signs that the end is near. In Matthew 24, Jesus recorded the large portion of uh, his teaching about what was to take place. And this really came about because the disciples were walking with Jesus by the temple and they were exclaiming over the wonder of the building. They were saying, this is such a magnificent treasure. This is such an important thing. And Jesus told them that that wouldn't stay the way, that the temple would be destroyed. And they were confused. In fact, in Matthew 24, 2, it says, Jesus said, do you see all these things? He asked, truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. And you see that prophetic expression was what caused the disciples to say, what, how, how can that be? When will that be? And what, what's going to happen at the end of the age? And so when Jesus talked about the destruction of the temple, we can look in history and say, well, you know, not too many years later, in fact, in 70 AD, the Romans came into Jerusalem in a way and they did indeed destroy the temple. They, they stripped it down and, uh, and, and the whole realm of Israel changed uh, within those years. There was all kinds of terrible things that happened for the Jews. And the Jews were uh, eventually dispersed all over the globe. They were driven out of the, the land, the promised land, that God had given to them. And so Jesus had, had talked about these things. And in Matthew 24 and 25, that big portion of teaching that's recorded there, 
he talks about how there would be some persecutions. There would be some difficulties. In fact, he talked about the difficulties in the entire earth, that there would be earthquakes and wars and famines, that there would be all kinds of natural disasters, plagues and pestilences. And, and all of these things were just the beginning of the birth pains, uh, ushering from one era into something new, going from the uh, end of one era, the end times, into something new that would be the kingdom of God. And in fact, there was a prediction that Jesus said there will be false messiahs, there will be false prophets, there will be people saying, oh, there's a great man over here, there's signs and wonders happening over there. And he said that there would be all kinds of persecution for those that were true to God Almighty. And so there were all of these signs of the end that were going to come. In fact, in Luke 21, verse 24, it says, They, that is the Jews, will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. You see, this destruction of the temple that was to come, the persecution of the Jewish people, was ushering in what the author here, Matthew, records as the time of the Gentiles. And that's the time that we're currently living in. At that time, the Jews were uh, persecuted and dispersed all over the earth. And we know that that has been a difficult thing for the Jewish people. It has been a terrible time over these many thousands of years. Uh, at the same time, God has not lost focus and still loves the people of Israel. And he has brought them, a lot of them, back to the place of the promised land. We know that there's some things that are going on there just as we look in the news and see what's happening. But at the same time, it's not quite finished yet. Those signs of the ends of the time, the, the time of the Gentiles is not quite completed. And in Mark 13, it tells us something of what Jesus said that is so important about the signs of the end. And that it says this, and the gospel must first be preached to all nations. And that is that the believers in Jesus Christ, those that are trusting in God, would be persecuted. And that the gospel would continue to be preached to all nations. Now that is an important sign. We need to understand that all of these things, the upheaval of the earth, the trauma of the people, the nations in turmoil, uh, even the persecution of the Jewish people as well as the followers of Christ, are working towards a time of change, a time of the end. However, the gospel is going to be preached to all nations. And that prophetic word is not quite over yet. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a few moments. I just want you to know that all of these signs Jesus talked about as working up to the end. Now, Jesus also talked and, and uh, talked to his disciples about signs of his coming, the signs of the second coming of Jesus. Now, Jesus knew that there would be false teachers. He knew that there would be false prophets and all kinds of things that would happen in the world that would try and draw people's attention away from him. And he encouraged his people to not be deceived. He, he said, keep focus and, uh, and keep watch. And so he warned about them being taken in by all of these false kinds of signs and wonders and, and people that would spout off all kinds of things about being the Messiah. And this is what he said in Matthew 24. 
See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. And immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. And in Matthew 25, Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Now, this important teaching that Jesus gives about his own second coming, he says this, it is going to be obvious. Oh, there's all kinds of people that have said, well, you know, what if he already came and we didn't all notice? No, no. Jesus explicitly says it's going to be obvious. Everyone in the world is going to know when this happens. And so when uh, Jesus comes, there's going to be all kinds of signs in the heavens and, and all kinds of things that are going to take place on the earth. But it will be obvious. People will know that Jesus has returned. There's going to be uh, an appearance in the clouds, it says. There's going to be angels that will gather the elect, a trumpet call from heaven. And so the, the coming, it says in Matthew 25, will usher in a time of judgment of the nations. So it's not something that's going to be a secret. And so we need to know, confidently as followers of Jesus Christ, that when Jesus comes, it's going to be obvious. So we can keep watch, we can understand that the kingdom of God is coming, but it has not come yet. It has not come in all of its fulfillment. What is going to happen when Jesus comes is yet to be revealed. However, when he comes, it will be obvious. And he promised that we would know. We simply need to trust God that we will know. And if we are alive at the time of Jesus' second coming, then we would simply uh, look to him and trust in him for what comes next. The third thing that Jesus taught about, of course, was to be watchful. In Matthew 24, 42, he says, Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Over and over again throughout these scriptures, whether it's in Matthew or Mark or Luke, when he was talking about uh, the second coming, talking about the end times, he encouraged his followers to be watchful, to be aware, to pay attention. And so we need to take that to heart because that still is where we are at, at as far as living in the time of the Gentiles. We're living in a time when the gospel is being preached. Uh, we're looking to when Jesus would return. We need to be watchful. And so he taught that people should be vigilant. He taught that people should not be distracted by the cares of this life like they were in the days of Noah. Because in the days of Noah, people were eating and drinking, marrying, and, and uh, just living their lives in complete oblivion to what God was going to do. And so when, when God closed up the ark with Noah and the animals and the rain came down, there was so much loss 
because people were not vigilant. And so we need to see that as a sign and say, God is coming, bringing about this change in era, this bringing about this change toward the end, and we need to be watchful. And so when these things happen, we need to look up. When we see the signs of the end times, we need to be watchful. In fact, in Luke 21, verse 28, it says, When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Now, you may be asking, well, how do I keep watch? How, how do I be watchful? What does that mean for, for me as a follower of Jesus Christ? Well, in Matthew 25, Jesus told two parables. I'm not going to go into all the entire detail or read to you the parables, but uh, the two parables were the parables of the ten virgins and the parables of the talents. And so let me just explain them briefly and what the point of what Jesus was telling us in uh, repeating those parables it just emphasizes to us how we keep watch, what we can do to act. In the parable of the ten virgins, there was, it's the setting of a wedding. And in that culture, the bridegroom, the groom would come and have a, a parade, a march, and all of his followers and his friends and companions would march down the street and uh, they would go to his fiance's house and he would claim his bride. And then there would be a wedding party. However, because uh, you know communication was difficult in those days and there was, of, of course, all the planning to go into it, nobody knew when the bridegroom was exactly going to come. And so they were prepared, they were keeping watch and waiting for this day when there would be a great uh, celebration. Uh, five of those ten virgins were prepared and they had oil, extra oil for their lamps so that if you should come at night they would be prepared and ready to go. But five of those uh, virgins that were supposed to be a part of the wedding party were unprepared and they didn't have enough oil. And so when the bridegroom appeared and were ready to go into the wedding ceremony and to the party that was to follow, uh, they, couldn't, they couldn't be there because they were unprepared. Now. The whole idea is that in Scripture, oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And the, what Jesus was saying was that people need to be prepared. They need to be watchful by being prepared uh, for his second coming. And the way that we do that is that we need to be filled up with the Holy Spirit. Just like those lamps need to be filled up with the oil that was in the story. And so one of the things that you can do to be watchful is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that you can be plugged in to what God is doing in these days by paying attention to what the Holy Spirit is saying, what the Holy Spirit is doing, how he is leading. We need to be filled with the Spirit of God. And in doing so, we will be watchful. We will be prepared for the second coming of Jesus. The The parable of the talents, there was three servants that were given uh, a portion of money while their master was away, and they were told to take the money that they were given and to do business on the master's behalf. And in the parable of the talents, Jesus was teaching about working while they were waiting. So the master was on a journey and he was going to come back. Now, two of those servants in, uh, in the story uh, did actually take their portion of money that they were given and they went out and they did business for the master and they gained more resource. They gained more money. But one of the servants uh, was lazy and he did not uh, do anything with it. In fact, he buried it in the ground. And then when the master came back and wanted an accounting for all of the things that were done, that servant just gave it back and said, here you go, here's your money back. 
But that's not what the master wanted. He wanted him to do something with it. See, he rewarded the two servants that actually worked, that actually were active and did business on his behalf. But he punished the one that did nothing. And in this story, it's basically telling us that while we are waiting for Jesus to return, we need to be active. We need to be motivated to do business on his behalf. Now, we're not talking about money here. We're talking about resources to do his work. And that's where I come back to what's happening in the world today. You see, Jesus said that the gospel was going to be preached to all nations before he would return. And at the present time, there's still over 7,000 people groups in the world that do not have a witness of the gospel. Now, that doesn't mean that nobody has gone there and talked about Jesus to them. It means there's no sustaining work in those people groups. It means there's no local church. There's no uh, indigenous people to those groups that are actually sharing about Jesus Christ. And that's what our goal is, to see that all people in the world can know Jesus and can have a witness and a testimony about who Jesus is. And we know that that is one of the things that will indeed spur on the return of Jesus Christ. We need to continue to work and do the master's business. So in being watchful, we need to trust God to bring about his, to bring about his kingdom. And we can do that by being filled with the Spirit and by preaching the gospel and sharing. So that's why missions is so important. We need to continue to do the work of sharing the gospel. So as I come to the end of this message, really, I want you to, to be aware I want you to know that Jesus did speak about the end times, that he was encouraging us to, to call on his name, to trust him for what was going to happen in the end. That yes, there will be signs and turmoils and all kinds of things that will happen in the earth, but the end is still yet to come, the end of this era. There will be a change over a time when he will physically return, that people in the earth will see him, it'll be obvious. And ultimately, if we will be watchful, then we would be able to witness the return of Jesus Christ. And we need to keep on working, right? We need to be watchful by being filled with the Spirit. We need to be watchful by sharing the gospel, supporting the mission work that would indeed take the gospel to every corner of the earth. I know that Jesus is going to establish his kingdom with power and glory, and ultimately, we're going to be a part of that. I would love to be alive and see all of it. Uh, if I'm not, I anticipate that he will make me a part of it in uh, eternity. Uh, however, let's pray that Jesus would come. And so would you pray with me today? Father, we want to thank you that you sent your son Jesus Christ as a savior for us. And I want to thank you today that you are able to bring about the end in a way that will glorify your name. I know that when Jesus returns, it will be a wonderful day of changeover, but it will be difficult, and there already is so many difficulties in the earth. And so we pray today that you will guide us through this season as we look towards the end, that we would keep our eyes on Jesus, that we would be watchful, that we would be filled with the Spirit of God in a way that would keep us connected, that we would be continually working to do the mission work of Christ. And we pray that you would uh, give us the power and the resources to do your will in these days. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being a part of this message and taking it in today. I trust that you will have a great week. God bless you.